What's going on, everybody? Thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And so yesterday, you know, I kind of threw a wrench in all my plans coming into yesterday's episode because I saw Ted Leonce's comment on the, him potentially buying the Nationals. But today I'm going to get right back into that as we continue breaking down the Nationals 2022 season and continue with our player breakdowns. And today is our young stud catcher, Bear Ruiz. What do I think of his 2022 season and going forward? Find out after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in. I've really appreciated the support so far, and I feel like everything's been going swimmingly. So let's get into Key Bear Ruiz as he had a pretty solid 2022 season when it's all said and done. And, you know, let's go back to 2021 where we trade Max Scherzer and Trey Turner for four prospects, and two of those guys being Josiah Gray and Key Bear Ruiz, alongside with Gerardo Carrillo, who's still in the minor system, and Donovan Casey, who uh, just hasn't really gotten the opportunity yet to break into the majors. He got called up this year, but he never played in an actual game and never gotten at bat. So with Key Bear Ruiz, and it's really you can kind of tag in Josiah Gray with this, you're trading away Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Those are two guys who who were big, major parts to our 2019 run. Trey Turner was a shortstop who I would call a franchise shortstop, one of the best shortstops in the game. Obviously, I don't need to say anything about Max Scherzer. You know it. He's one of the greatest pitchers of this generation. And so seeing those two guys leave in a trade and we get a couple lottery tickets with prospects, it's, it's a tough one to go. They're a big part of this organization, and it's kind of tough to just see through that when you trade away those two guys to get prospects. But when you look at it from hindsight, Kiber Ruiz is a top 50 prospect in baseball when we traded for him. Same with Josiah Gray. Kiber Ruiz was ranked ahead of Josiah Gray. Kiber Ruiz was someone who really showed a ton in the minors through his time there. And he's someone that you should be excited about moving forward. And this is his first full season as a starter in the major leagues. He got called up last year in September, and he played a little in 2020 in the COVID-shortened season uh, for the World Championship Dodgers team. But that wasn't really that, that wasn't his team. That was Will Smith, and and Will Smith was a catcher in LA, and that's what it was going to be like moving forward for them. So he never really got his opportunity until this coming season. And this was his first full season in the majors where he knew he had the starting spot locked up and there's no one pushing to take that spot, especially in the minor league system. And he took this opportunity, in my opinion, I think he ran with it. When you look at it, Key Bear Ruiz is someone that 
who's great defensively, especially behind the plate, calling games, that's something that's really important for a young pitching staff is to have a catcher back there that you know that you can trust. And I think we got a great look at that in 2019 with Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki, where Jan Gomes is always catching Patrick Corbin, and there was a sense of comfort to when Jan Gomes was back there when Corbin was pitching. And so building that relationship with pitchers is something that's a big role for a catcher to do. And I think Kiber Ruiz, you know, obviously we had terrible starting pitching this year, but that's not on Kiber Ruiz, in my opinion. I think that's Jim Hickey, and that's something that I really railed into uh, last week when Davey announced that there was no staff changes moving forward. But I see Kiber Ruiz, and I love his bat. I love his approach. A switch hitting catcher. I mean, he's. It, I would love to say that he's the best switch hitting catcher in the game, but we all know that guy up north, about 30 miles north of D.C., Adley Rutschman, who's a top prospect in baseball heading into this season. He's, he's, he's got a little edge on Key Bear, unfortunately. But that's all right. We don't need him to be Adley Rutschman. We need him to be Key Bear Ruiz. And it's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with it. You should be too. Because looking at it, from the top of the surface, your head's bobbing there. I like Kiber Ruiz and what I saw from him this year. I see someone who can play a great defensive catcher position back behind the plate. I got into the reasons. He's someone that you trust back there. I have the stats up for you right here. Especially the defensively was my main focal point when it came to Kiber. Because that was what was wildly impressive to where he didn't really, you know, over the last, I, I've, here, let me take a step back to where I always have wanted a catcher to where we can kind of call our own. We've always kind of had this platoon thing with catchers in DC, whether it be Yon Gomes and Kurt Suzuki. And then last year it was just Yon, really Yon Gomes until we traded him to the Oakland A's. But I kind of wanted someone to where, we can mold him with the pitching staff and he's going to grow with the staff kind of like what we did with Wilson Ramos back in the day. And he molded with that young staff with Steven Strasburg and Wilson Ramos turned out well. He wasn't amazing defensively. He had some great years hitting, but it's something that we've kind of missed. And we tried to do that with Matt Weeders. We tried to do it with name that catcher. We tr- we've tried to kind of have a catcher for our own. And it's nice going into the 2023 season, which I'm pretty confident that Kiber Ruiz is going to be our catcher for hopefully the next decade. And that's something that you should hope for as well. His stats are, you know, his at the plate, they weren't anything special. I'll admit that. But I, I look beyond that, really. He's 23 years old. Just or actually, he's 24 years old now. He just turned 24 about two months ago, and it's it's exciting because we have a young team right now. Obviously, the pitching staff still needs to grow, but there's a lot to look forward to with it. And especially you have Kiber Ruiz, and he kind of proved uh, proved to us this year of what he can provide, especially behind the plate when he's back there. And I've said this before as well, that 
where I'm like, I don't really care too much about the defense as long, you know, I prioritize hitting over anything. That's just the way the game is now, in my opinion. And you need to hit home runs, you need to get power, but, and that's for all the position players besides catcher. When you're a catcher, I think you need to take command of your game and you need to perfect your craft. You need to know when you have Patrick Corbin throwing a slider in the dirt, he needs to understand that Key Bear is going to be blocking that because that's a main part of this game. Pass balls, stupid mistakes like that, those things add up into runs, to unearned runs to where it could cost you a game. And we've seen it in the past. It's costed us games before. And so that's something that's actually kind of nice with Kiber Ruiz when you look at it from the defensive side of things. I think he's kind of settled into his own to where I don't really have to worry about it for him. And that's what's nice is that we finally get to call a catcher of our own. Dare I say a franchise catcher kind of pulling teeth out there, switching over sports, call him a franchise quarterback to a franchise catcher. That's what I view Kiber Ruiz as. And I think everyone should too. He he proved it this year. You saw him. And besides, when we had Tres Pereira back there or Riley Adams, for God's sakes, it was brutal to watch, particularly with Riley Adams. I mean, and the, also the weird thing is from this year to where I really wanted to see Kiber maximize his opportunities. And I think that's something to where Davey has to do better with to where he only appeared in 112 games this year. And obviously he got the ball to the groin uh, <laughs> in the early September that knocked him out for the rest of the season. And that's an injury that you just can't really avoid. It's I, I said this yesterday, it's the worst possible nightmare. And even just thinking of it, it just derails me because all I think about is how much pain that had to be for Key Bear. But besides that, like I said, it's this is someone where you can rely on moving forward, that he's going to be back there. And I truly think that with Kiber Ruiz, he's a top 10 catcher in baseball with everything considered from his approach at the plate to his, his defense. He has a great arm back there as well. And I was on a podcast recently, and I, I went way overboard in this, and I'll, I'll even be honest with it. I called him a younger version of Yadier Molina. Now that, I did admit, it was way out of there and just not – that's not really what I wanted to be represented with. So I said that, and I got chirped by people, and it's fine. You can, you can do that. But my point – my whole point is, is that I see him and what he can do, and that's just exciting just to even think about. Because that's, that's an important part to this team. And it has to be. It's got to be. So moving forward, that's something to where I'll be excited about with Key Bear Ruiz. I know I can trust him going out there. And he's going to be able to make the plays. This year, he caught 20 bat. He caught... He caught 20 runners stealing bases here, which was good for second in the majors, only behind JT Real Muto, who appeared in 133 games compared to Key Bears 106 games this year. 
And third behind that was our old friend Jan Gomes, who finished with 18 runners who he caught stealing. Those are impressive numbers when you look at it from a 23-year-old, especially for a bad team. People were running all over this team. A lot of slow deliveries from pitching staff. You know, like I said, our pitching was our Achilles heel this year. And so Key Bear had a lot to handle on his plate for a young guy to where, you know, it's kind of tough for someone to take advantage of that and to do everything well moving forward. So after this, I want to get into some of the hitting stuff from what I saw and kind of what I project Key Bear to be moving forward. But first, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. I'm a big better, so this is what I do. On Sundays, I need to find some big bets to place for some NFL football action. And guess what? I just look up BetOnline.net. And they have it all for me right there. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering info out there with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And so now I want to take a look at Kiber Ruiz kind of his batting approach from this season, because a lot of people are like, you know, there's caught looking at the box scores with him and kind of just not really seeing his true value when he played for us this season. And I can tell you right now, just by looking at it right here on his stat sheet, he batted 251, which I, I kind of look beyond batting average at this point. I like to look at on base percentage. I think getting on base is more valuable than batting average. It's just my own personal philosophy. I learned that from Moneyball. And so then he also OPS, he had a 673 OPS, which was down from his 23 games in 2021 with the Nationals, which was at a 743. But also there was a lot on his plate, you know, he kind of got put in some pressured situations where you have Josh Bell and Juan Soto and the team was terrible. It's tough to wake up and just get here every day and play a baseball game when you're just going to lose most of the games, which we did this year. And so you have to take all of this into and, and just kind of digest it for your own. And I look at this now, and I, I really saw a lot, especially down in the second half of the season, from August all the way until September, September 8th, I believe, is when he got hurt. He had a really good stint at the plate. He batted 260 with a 322 OBP, 415 slugging percentage, which was good for a 735 on-base plus slugging. He had 16 strikeouts with eight walks in that span and a total of 115 plate appearances. Those are good numbers. And those are something that you can rely on. You know, something that we're in the minor leagues, we really kind of saw this from Key Bear. He has power. We didn't really get to see that this year. I don't know what it was from him in particular to where, you know, he just didn't have power. I couldn't tell you what that issue is. Is it the major league development staff? That would probably be my excuse. 
if I were to point out as to where the power went, because I couldn't tell you. But he had four home runs in that stretch as well. You know, those aren't bad. And considering last year, he was on pace. You know, I thought coming into this year, I thought Keybear Ruiz could have hit 20 home runs. I really did. I think you guys could have as well. It's not something that's crazy to predict. Like this year, he only had seven home runs compared to last year when he had two home runs in 23 games. This year had seven home runs in 112 games. So you take that for what it is, but I still project his power to be there, especially as a switch hitter. You know, it's there. The guy has the talent. He has, and he just has to put it all together. And honestly, also another thing to where I think that's really important in a major league season, you're playing 162 games. Everyone knows that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And something to where Davey did a lot this year was he gave him a lot more rest than usual than he would for an older veteran guy, you know, like someone like Jan Gomes, where you're just kind of putting him out there for 130 games a year rather than sitting him and playing it conservative. And I, I get it for this year because we had nowhere to go. The team wasn't going to be going in October and winning a postseason series. But still, it's frustrating. You want to see those guys take the next step going forward and ensure that this is someone that we can build around for a young team. And so I kind of want to see Kiber Ruiz moving forward kind of get let loose. Days where he's not catching, I want to see him DH. I don't care who's our DH next year. Joey Manessis or Nelson Cruz, whoever it may be. I want to see the young guy get the reps that he needs moving forward. Because I think that Kiber Ruiz will be, he'll take his name to a his game to a completely different level once he has those plate appearances in and once he puts in his 10,000 hours as to one everyone says to perfect their craft. And I think he needs to do that. Moving forward, and that's something that Kiber can't control. But I need to see him get more action at the plate because that is something, if you were to take anything from his 2022 season and be like, yeah, I'm a little concerned with it, I guess you could say it's his plate and just kind of how he approaches at-bats this season. I saw a lot of swing and misses from him. You know, he wasn't killing any curveballs. He was mainly a fastball hitter, but that's kind of that's what the game is now. You're a fastball hitter. You can strike out a little bit more. But 30 or 30 walks compared to 50 strikeouts this season is not a bad ratio. In fact, it's really not bad at all. And that's why Scott Boris is his agent, which you guys are going to hate to hear that. Because if you thought, like, you know, I was, I was saying with C.J. Abrams a few days ago that we got to extend him now. I don't think that's the case with Key Bear. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And at this point, too. I wouldn't give him that extension just yet because with catchers, you never really know. With injuries, whatever it may be, it's a tough, brutal position back there. Knee soreness. I mean, there's so many different things that could happen that could kind of derail his career. But obviously, we haven't seen that yet. When he got hit in the groin, yet, or not yesterday, last month, that's something that he just – you hate to see. You just hate to see it because it, it – I mean – Fellas, for all you listening out there, I mean, it, it sucks. Just, I don't have to say anything more about that. It sucks. I've done that. It sucks. 
But beyond that, I look at Kiber Ruiz and I, I see a special talent. And the Dodgers, they weren't going to be giving him up for nothing either. They got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer in return. And obviously they now have a top 10 prospect with Diego Cartaya, who's a catcher in their system, who was in single A this year, and he's really just blossomed into becoming their one of their top prospects, if not their very top prospect, which I'm 99% sure that he is now at this point. And so he kind of leapfrogged Key Bear as well in this. And, you know, I saw some people saying the other day, we got the wrong catcher in the system. Well, that it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that because Cartaya hasn't really, he hadn't really developed at that point to where you look at him and Kibe Ruiz is already a sure thing. And he was, he was already in the majors prior to the 2022 or the 2020 season. He was in the majors. That's when he made his debut. And then in 2021, he came up for a few games as well. Got some ABs, got some innings behind the dish. And then when he first traded him here, he was sent down to AAA get some reps in, and then he got called up in September, and he made the most of his opportunities. And what we saw was someone that could be a two-way kind of player to where he's going to be great defensively behind the plate, and then once he gets up there, take his hacks. He's going to take his hacks. He's going to do a great job at it as well. I kind of see him as like a five-hitter in this game, and kind of someone that you want to put behind Juan Soto and Josh Bell or vice versa. I do see him in kind of the middle of that order guy to where you can rely on him moving forward and taking the necessary steps to be a part of this club moving forward. And another thing I really wanted to get into was kind of what he reminded me of. I think back and you know, after I made that crazy Yadier Molina prediction to where obviously I was jumping the guns on him and I don't think he'll be Yadier Molina. Like, people took that way out of context, but I I digress. I learned. I look back and I see Carlos Ruiz. We knew him a lot. He was with the Phillies. He won a World Series with them. He was great behind Dish. Worked with that lineup with Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay. He worked with a ton of guys behind the plate. Called great games. And he could also hit at the plate. He had power, and he, this was someone that had a lot of postseason experience too, and obviously Key Bear hasn't had that. I guess he had it in 2020 with the Dodgers. Last year he certainly didn't get it, and in 2022 he certainly did not get that as well. But Key Bear, or not Key Bear Ruiz, Carlos Ruiz, someone who hit 265 in his career with the 742 OPS. And for a catcher, like, you know, you kind of grade players on if they're – good, great, or elite, kind of, at least the way I do it, is looking at their OPS. And with catchers, I kind of bring down the numbers a little bit because a lot of people get, you know, pitchers are terrible hitters. They've always been terrible hitters, and they most likely will always be terrible hitters. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But catchers are kind of the same way to where they're perfecting their craft, and the defensive side of things is a little more urgent than what managers and ball clubs will need at the plate. They're going to prioritize the, their defense, calling the games, getting the chemistry down with the pitching. And that's what's what they prioritize nowadays, especially with pitching being so dominant. But I look at him and I can't help but see Carlos Ruiz, World Series champion. He was an all-star, an MVP candidate one year. 
not a serious one, but he was in the race for it. He got votes. And I see that with him. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. And in fact, I think to say that you expect more power from Bear is totally reasonable. Like I said, I see a 20 home run per season guy with Bear. And I think that's something that he'll be able to tap into moving forward as he matures and as he gets down the game and getting his body right. Because catching is such a grueling position to where you never know how your knees are going to feel on a daily basis. You're sitting there squatting for three hours. Imagine that. And then going home and sitting on a bus for 30 minutes, going from your hotel to the stadium. Or sitting on a plane for three hours going from D.C. to Miami. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body throughout a season. But there is really no excuse to have as to why he didn't really tap into the power as much as we wanted to this season. But like I said, from August on, he kind of was getting into that groove to where we were seeing these home runs and we were seeing what he could do at the plate in particular. Because like I said, I think this is someone to where you can rely on in the middle of your order. Seven home runs this season, four from August to September 8th. That's in about a month and a half span, or really a month and a third, I guess, if we're getting real numbery here. That's not bad. Four home runs, I'll take it. Only having three home runs from April all the way through July. Then having four, I think that's something that we're going to see more of going forward to where we could expect a 20 home run season consistently from Key Bear and the young buck back there. And I don't have to say, I, I can't say enough about how he is defensively. I can't say enough because also pickoffs too. He had four pickoffs this year, which is, you know, that's nothing like crazy, but like, that's good. That's four extra outs that he earned for himself. And for the team, those are big outs. Picking off someone is always like, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. They're going to be safe 99% of the time. But when you get those, that's big. Those are outs to add to a win, you know? And something you have to take in effect to where when you have someone who's still, who was 23 for the majority of the season, and to have all that success behind the plate defensively, It usually kind of comes together on the offensive side before the defensive side uh, for catchers, really. And that's at least what I've taken away from my time watching baseball. And I, I was impressed with it because at this point, like I was mentioning earlier, I do prioritize his defense over his offense as we sit here today. It's just the nature of the game now. And it's something that, I think people will notice moving forward. But like I said, Kibar Ruiz, I think Kibar Ruiz is here to stay. And I think that he's going to be something to be proud of moving forward for your Nationals team. And as opportunities come, I think he'll continue to take advantage of them. And that'll be that. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
And so today, it's a fun show. Keeper Ruiz is a nice little bright spot for this team to talk about. And, you know, after a bad season, that's what means most to me, is to find those bright spots and to find those things to where you feel comfortable about moving forward with this Nationals team. And like I said, I think Key Bear is here to stay, and I think that he will be playing a big role for whenever our next postseason appearance comes because having a catcher back there to anchor down your defense and your pitching staff means way more than what everybody gives credit for because I think that's something to where it's a craft that you need to perfect, and when you perfect it, it's effective. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on Monday. It's been a good two weeks of shows, and hopefully we'll get a little postseason baseball action here and there, and you'll check out my guy, Paul Francis Sullivan, in the Lockdown MLB podcast. They will have all of that, and also my predictions look terrible. Uh, I hope the Phillies stink. Again, I hate the Phillies, so hopefully they get to lose today. That'll make my day happy. I'm not rooting for the Braves, but I'm certainly not rooting for the Phillies, so – I'll end on that note. Let's hope for a Phillies loss, everybody. Have a good one.